This is episode 199. It's a fun hip party when Alex is in bed. (laughs) (laughs) Coming to you with the real questions like, do I really want to spend the rest of my life with Brian Gower? It's the tone control. It's a hard-hitting episode. (laughs) (laughs) Real uh, gotcha journalism. my goodness oh my gosh <laughs> uh there's three of us tonight and well all right first first things first this is the tone control get used to it and um there's three, <laughs> there's three of us tonight we have a special guest uh right up here uh i just redid all my graphics right before we started right here is alex from copper sound pedals wait this side this side sorry this side <laughs> Wait, yeah. I have a mirrored view and a non-mirrored view on the different screen. <laughs> Whoops. Oh, How's it boy. going, uh, Alex? It's going really well. I appreciate you guys having us on again. Not of course, well. anytime. You, uh, yeah. So um, for the uninitiated, uh, Copper Sound, friend of the show for a super long time. We've done a bunch of episodes with you in the past. And we were texting like two weeks ago. And you said like, "Hey, it's been basically a year since the triple graph came That's out. Enough. We should uh, we should recap a little bit." And I was like, "You are correct." So <laughs> that's what we're doing. We have a bunch of listener questions, um, some great questions, some dumb questions, and then some great dumb questions. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're all good. They're all good. It's a it's going to be a good conversation. Um, unfortunately, Jordan isn't joining us tonight. He got held up with something. And I guess there was an interface in pieces from what it sounds like, which is not great. But yeah, um, I don't know how elaborate it was, but in your head, it's probably even more epic than it was. <laughs> okay. So he was going to be calling in from uh, yet a fourth location, right? So, But he couldn't work up his interface. Is that what it was? Yes. Techni- uh, the extreme technical difficulties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Catastrophic technical difficulties. All right. Well, he'll, he'll be missed, but... Um, Hey, the show goes on apparently. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm, we'll have both of you guys on again sometime. I'm not I'm worried sure. about that. Um, so, but before we dive into stuff, um, to just streamline the show a little bit, I thought we'd do Pedal Genie right here at the beginning and okay. um, send them our thanks and our eternal praise, and then check out the demo that I made for the Hudson broadcast, which is up on YouTube. The live stream for that demo is on this channel. If you're watching this on YouTube which is a weird thing to say in Discord when we're not on YouTube right now. But um, yeah, it was a fun demo. I, I capoed at the fourth fret because like, why not? You know, like, screw it. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. So, All right. So um, I'm, we're just going to, right at the top of the fucking show, we're yeah. going to play the damn Pedal Genie ad. And uh, Alex, get used to the butts. Yeah, I hope you guys are ready. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. 
With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want, send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month, shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wishlist with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. <laughs> well, okay, so fun fun fact, uh, that's actually going to end up being the very first time that a butt got into the video of the show yeah. because the butts exclusive to chat on most shows since they just <laughs> happen in chat and I we just we we just silently react on camera <laughs> usually. <laughs> but Alex with the sneak attack. Yeah it was uh, just sneaky. This, this one had a some full booty. Yeah. That's it's right. also, I mean it, it's looking a little droopy on one side, but yeah. whatever. You know I'm not here to body <laughs> shame. <laughs> I think this uh, this 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 uh, figure I drew like slept on one side weird. So yeah, it was one of those days. One of those days. Yeah. Do you ever just like sit weird and your ass falls asleep? It was that. <laughs> that sleepy ass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, so goodness. Co- so coming back over here, um, the broadcast. Yeah, I had the wait. This dual, looks different than I had the dual foot switch version. The dual uh, foot switch version. Same Can circuit I, though. If you oh, there's a picture of it. Uh Maybe. that's a different color, but yeah, that should be the same one. Yeah. Um yeah, it was great. It was great. I loved this pedal. Um we talked about it last week or uh, last episode. It's like um yeah. preamp style overdrive and it's kind of based on some broadcast consoles, but it is not like a, a direct to board type preamp right. overdrive like the color box is. This one totally slays. Um there's the, there's the bypass switch, and then there's the uh, the other foot switch is like the high gain, low gain toggle. And then inside, there's a trim pot to set the gain ranges for uh, either of those sides. And then uh, on the t- on the face of the pedal is a gain control. So you're sort of setting the window that that uh, outside knob will affect. Sure. And sure. Um, then there's a low cut. Uh, a level for the low and a level for the high and that's it it just it rips it's really really cool and i really almost bought it i did not but i do have a saved (laughs) reverb search going and if i see one at a really good price uh, i may do something about that so if i hadn't bought the 1981 earlier this year not long ago yeah yeah i i may have gone for it but i mean speaking of things we just bought Tomorrow, I'm expecting a Keeley Fuzzbender in the mail. I just impulse bought a fuzz pedal for myself, kind of for my birthday. Um, I got a great deal on it. And like a good enough deal that I could almost sell it and make five bucks on it if I really wanted to. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, the um, the Hudson broadcast is, it is as good as people say. I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was would, very clear. I especially yeah. liked the part of the demo production stream where you were like, let's put some bass on this. Should I put the, should I put the Hudson on the bass? This, this won't work. Clicks it on. 
Oh, no, this is great. It sounds awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a great bass pedal. All right. Yeah. Playback. Love. I was playing through a Marshall patch on my HX Stomp with that. I was using the HX Stomp pedal board for this one, not the full Helix thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was good. It was good. Awesome. It was good. Way to go. Thanks. Well, um, I will tell you that um, we've basically cleared our schedules now. This is, ep- this is 199. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, like you said, what was it? A, a week or two ago, it was like, well, shoot. It's been a year since yeah. we've talked to Alex. Um, but that doesn't mean we didn't come up with stuff to fill a whole damn show with. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I, 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 yeah, I mean, take it away, man. I, I'm, I'm over here. Yeah, I mean, a, I, a website. Have, is, there other, is there other materials you wanted me to pull up? I saw. Okay, so here's, but I wasn't here's the sure thing. That was supposed to be for me or. Those materials, we were talking about this earlier before you joined, those materials are going to be exclusive to Discord tonight. Those are not going to be shared on your screen and yeah, not really going to make it to YouTube. So um, this might be a thing that happens every now and then, people who are thinking about joining Discord. So if you're <laughs> thinking about it, <laughs> here's a good reason to join. There's some exclusive cool stuff happening. So, um, yeah, I guess talk to us about how the last year has been. Like, this is not a, one of the questions I pulled from our socials and stuff. I just want to know. Uh, so it's been kind of crazy. Jordan and I were going through and like jotting down everything we did. It was kind of, we got to a point where we're like, oh shit. Oh yeah. That was this year. Like we did this and that. Mm. So, um, so for the listeners, it was one year ago, about a couple weeks ago, September 28th was when the pedal actually launched, um, after its four year development. Um, and since then we've had a good amount of stuff happen in the last year. Um, some notable things would be. The first I have on my list is that the original order was going to be, I think it was going to be 300 units. So mm-hmm. for listeners, we did a, a run of 100 limited edition yellow ones. I think you guys saw some of those in the yep. beginning, right? With like the badge plates and everything. So we did 100, yes, yes. 100 limited yellow, and they were going to start out with like 200 black. And it was in our last meeting with them, they upped it to like 400 just because we we're trying to figure out what's going to make sense price-wise, cost their cut, our cut, all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And now in this first year, we're, so we're 12 months past the release date, we've done over 1,500 units right now. God, awesome. Wow. In the last 12 months, which is crazy for a, a shop of like a half a dozen people. So that, Yeah, um, that's great. I mean, and, and to date, we still have, we still owe them another 1,500. Oh my God. So yeah, like the order format changed. So now you can just get one, right? I mean, they're, yeah. they're okay. Yeah, the the so the very first run of them was thirdmanstore.com only, I believe. Right. It's it's getting a little blurry with like what was when. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure everything was like third man only. We Jordan and I we had I think when we recorded our episode, we didn't even gone down. We I think we drove down before our episode. Like 
that we did with you guys. We, we literally you did, rented yeah. a van and drove down there. Yeah, yeah. Loaded the, that was part of the story, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rented a van. We just drove down there. It was amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah, so, and that was like the first, the, that was the first purchase order, which I think technically at the end of the day was like 500 or so. Like, it's just crazy how much it's been upped. Um, mm-hmm. And historically, um, there was recently a podcast called the Third Men Podcast, which I've been on a couple times. The Kaminsky's have been great hosts to us, and they do like an all Jack White nerd type of podcast. And they had Ben Blackwell on, which is Jack's cousin and um, one of the owners now. And they were saying that this has been the biggest release they've ever had for pedals, which is kind of insane wow. to, yeah. to think about. You know, they they t- typically. I think um, one of their purchasers said typically they order about 300 at a time of like a pedal or a third man hardware product. And we're getting between 500 and 1,000 for each awesome. purchase order, which is just, just nuts to think Whoa. about. So, um, I, well, th- that, that makes me say like I, I was sort of about to uh, somewhere in the episode work in like tell me about the shop that's behind you. Cause mm-hmm. you know, this, this started like in a garage and it looks like the same room that I've been seeing for years. And now you just told me you're getting orders of as many as a thousand. Um, what, what, what does that look like? Do, are, are we scaling up at all? Is there, a, does, does the camera, if you pan the camera around, is there a giant warehouse full of them or what? That's, I think that's been our running joke for me and like the guys for like the last year or so, like somebody would come in that was like, Hey, I got a triple graph and I want, can I just come down for whatever reason? Like, sure. Come on down. And they come into this two car garage and they'll be like, this is cool. What? Like, where's, <laughs> where, where, where's the factory with the guys in lab coats making it? So oh, where like, do you make the so pedals? Good. Yeah. So where do you make the pedals? It's like, well, you make them in here. Like we just, my, that's my, so good. My infrastructure and space management has just, been forced to be exponentially greater than I ever oh. expected. Like over my shoulder, you can see like a couple different bread racks and stuff like that. Yeah. That um we're filling up with stuff. Um but <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> right here. We roughly occupy These about are my yellows. Yeah. <laughs> uh we currently occupy around twelve hundred square feet. So we've Good got Lord. We've, yeah, it's like got, the size of my first apartment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so and in almost Half of that is like office and back stock and inventory that's going out and the shipping area. Then the other half is the actual like production area where you see behind me. So that's about mm-hmm. 650 square feet. Um, we just, I just started building up essentially like putting stuff into the walls and all the way up to the mm-hmm. ceiling and stuff like that. Like maybe someday <laughs> we'll do like a little tour. Maybe I know yeah. Derek, you're, you're closer to me. Like we could do a physical yeah, that'd be cool. one. We could do maybe, a, now that oh, we yeah. have the the YouTube presence, we could figure something out. Maybe some type of pre-recorded clip. But anyway, yeah. um, we've had to like reimagine stuff because it's one thing to like stock X amount of parts, and then it's another thing to stock X amount of parts times a thousand. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you, you guys have seen the triple. It's like it takes three of these things, and it's this big, and. It's just the box is this big, plus the box is all the swag. Then there's the book. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah. I never thought about having 1,500 yeah. books in this place. Yeah, it's not a little EP booster-sized <laughs> thing. Like, it's a, right. big, no. it's a big piece of kit. And they weigh a lot because it's all stainless steel yeah. and aluminum. You know, yep. So that's how we've had a scale. And I think, Derek, you were asking about, like, or Justin, I think you were asking about, like, our crew and stuff. Like, since we were on the show before, we were starting to have a few people with us. And right, right. now, I think currently it's... I think we generally have about five or six people in the shop 
per day, you know, depending on people's schedules. Like they filter in either a morning shift or an evening shift. But um, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we've we've essentially got like four people working with us between part and full time. So that's awesome. Kind of crazy. Um, it's like it's crazy to see the pedal popping up in my feeds that are not directly posted by you, right? Mm-hmm. To see it on Instagram ah. on someone else's account, or to see like I follow a hashtag like pedal boards, and it's appearing in feeds, mm-hmm. and I'm it's appearing in my YouTube feed. Like RJ just posted a video of it. Yeah. I've I seen, heard about I've seen it. Seen him come up on YouTube. Yeah, like, I've, I heard about he it on. Um, I heard Rhett's story about seeing it at Nam on Dipped in Tone. Mm-hmm. It was like that's awesome. Yeah. I know these guys. Oh my god, I know him. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's such a weird. Um, like, I knew it was successful, right? And it, there's this extra layer of like, oh, other people are talking about it too. And like, I knew that was happening, but I'm seeing other people talk about it, and it's like this extra layer of just. Radical, awesome. So, congrats on the last year. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it's 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 been really fun. It's just yeah, like you said, it's crazy to see like the um the support that we've got from it and people's excitement for it. Um, yeah, it's you know, well, it's also like it's just a fucking awesome pedal. Like it's super practical yeah. too, and it's exciting. It's an exciting twist on the octave pedal space. Yeah, which is actually very small. I think we talked about this maybe on the last show, but like octave clean like digital octave space is incredibly tiny mm-hmm. you know like yeah. there's a new overdrive while we're talking but like there's not a lot of digital octave so it's we're really fortunate to be in that realm you know um, and yeah so to like to sort of expand on that like i'm i because i'm a helix person now i, I just always think about helix things and how the, like could you make the triple graph in helix and the answer is yeah but it would take up so much dsp from the mm-hmm. unit it would limit the other things you can do with it. So there's still a space and like, come on, look at the thing. Like, <laughs> you know, it, you would still want this over doing it in software, I feel like. Yeah, it kind of it kind of beckons like it beckons the player to think differently about stuff and approach totally. things differently, which is really cool to invoke something different out of them. You know, um, one of the other notable things: the first hundred, which we had mentioned, was yellow, which with the badge mm-hmm. plate, and Jack signed a certificate of authenticity for it. Those first sold, those sold out in the first day, and Jordan the whole time was like joking. He's like. First hundred gone the first day, just kind of like you know like <laughs> a fun like there. fun like yeah. morale thing. It's like nope, and it, they were gone, which is kind of <laughs> crazy like to see that you know. So that's awesome. Um, so now let me ask you this: um, with boutique gear like this, that when there's a limited batch, like say the yellow ones, or even the early sort of inaccessible black version, when you see those on Reverb two months later for like three times the price. <laughs> what is how does what does that do for you like does does that bother you does it excite you you know i'm i'm curious cuz the yellow ones are very exclusive and i you know you see them coming up for a shitload of money sometimes yeah they were getting up there in like centaur prices a little bit which is like almost offensive like it feels like <laughs> i mean but also at the same time like i guess a compliment i think yeah, like it, it's definitely a point of discussion. Like this is almost like one of like the hottest topics I feel like in this world. I feel like it can be for a lot of boutique stuff, but just like our world of like flippers, like love mm-hmm. it, hate it, are one of them. It goes against like the yeah. ethics of this person, or like I well, think it's, it's been one happening of those- to a lot of um, 
to, to guitars and stuff like that for a long time. But but just recently, like you're saying, it's expanded to the rest of the world. It's it's so many products and industries now are like under served and they can't keep the product on the shelves and every it's been taking over in those uh, scenes too so it's like there's nobody that's not thinking about how it's hard to get certain items now you don't have to just be a guitarist you know yeah i mean i guess i see the whole limited one being more expensive as understandable but it's like i guess it's kind of the thing like the king of tone you can pay the black market price if you want to essentially cut the line you yes, know, like yes. and get it earlier. That's like mm-hmm. that's like the impatient tax type of thing. Like I feel like with the black one, it's like, dude, we're still making it. Just give us a few months. But if you want to pay, mm-hmm. I, I feel like at the end of the day, I'm kind of in the boat of like, if a person charges three times what the street price is while we're still making it, that's like their prerogative. And like the only person that's going to stop them from selling it is if nobody buys it. Right. That's right. a twofold thing. Like asking that much, but also the person who pays that much is. It's equally on them, isn't it? Yeah. Like they asked for it, and they like if I asked you for like fifteen hundred dollars for this unit, and you paid it for me, it's not just my fault. <laughs> like yeah. you, you paid <laughs> yeah. it. Like I mean, yeah. if you want to, that's fine. It's just like also we're still making them, and like we now, like you said, we have dealers and we have international locations. And London store just opened up in September. You know, so I don't know. I feel like we could talk about flipping for. Oh, a while. Yeah, we could. I just I think about it sometimes because I'm on the wait list right now for a Novo, and I'm okay. seeing them come up. You know, one that gets posted on Instagram for like this is being shipped out today, and then six weeks later you see it on Reverb for like whatever it costs plus a thousand dollars. And it's been sort of a conversation I've I've been hearing in in various boutique spaces. So I was just mm-hmm. kind of curious. Well, and um, it sounds like Alex, your perspective because this is you're the the first party in one of these that's getting flipped for, for uh, uh, huge markups, mm-hmm. your attitude is not one of despair <laughs> about that. Like you don't, you don't feel ripped off about that. No, I mean, we tried to make a good thing at a good price. That's affordable for a lot of people for what it is. And which that yeah, price is which you did for you too. Right. Yeah. I yeah. And, and, and both people are beneficial. And again, you yeah. can make the argument, dude, you guys could have sold these for $800 easily. It's like, I guess we could have, mm-hmm. but it's also at the peak of this right now. So I guess it makes sense that the excitement's there, but that three ninety nine price point was sexy for everybody, you know? And right. I don't think, again, if the person shells out that money, I'm not mad at the person selling it, you know, right. like, or like they bought it. So um, one thing I will say when it comes to reverb listings in funny stories that also segues <laughs> into my next art thing. So that's a three-way segue here. Um, oh, Wow. <laughs> In October, <laughs> wow. Okay, let's do it. In October, I forget the date. It was, I think, mid-October. Jack performed on SNL, and oh, yeah. he, per- he performed with his three-piece, him, Dom, and Daru, and yep. he did a little bit of an Eddie Van Halen tribute in it. He did a collect a mashup of two That's songs. Right. He also did um, Lazaretto. He had a limited edition on that because he did like a, a mostly yellow pedal board. After that performance, as well. With like the eBay and listings and stuff, somebody put a black triple graph up for sale and with one of like the clickbait things says as seen on SNL. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I love that though. Like that is such a sign of success though, you know, like as, as shitty as it is that someone's asking like three times the price. Yeah, you can't help but kind of love it too. You know, <laughs> it, it, it felt really cool too. Again, none of us have really been like on the SNL train, but it felt like because he was using it, it felt like a milestone. Plus, 
Bill Burr being a local comedian to us, like another reason to watch that episode. It just kind of felt like a there was a little bit of a checkbox of you made it if you yeah if you had something involved with SNL. I mean, it's a monster that's been going for almost half a century. Yeah. yeah. Um, so now what's going on these days? Like, I, I don't want to spill any beans, I guess, but like, talk to me about the, the pictures that you sent me. Can we, can we get into that? Uh, yeah. Uh, the only other, I guess the, I guess the only other thing I had for like, I had a, a few different notes, but it's mostly for like some artists that have it and stuff like that. But why don't we get into some pictures for the people? Okay. Yeah. All right. You know? Um, and these, as we mentioned a minute ago, these pictures are going to be exclusive to Discord tonight. So if you're thinking of joining the Discord, too late. But <laughs> <laughs> although this is, this if is you're the kind of thing them that, in Discord, yeah. they'll be viewable like tomorrow. You just have to yeah. scroll up a little. <laughs> yeah. So come hang out in Discord, and you'll get some cool exclusive stuff like this every now and then. But yeah, take it away. Um, tell us what's going on. So yeah, I'm about to upload the first one. So the background story for this is. While we have, when we have them made, um, they'll come in. A friend of ours will cut them and print them in powder and all that stuff. And I reached out to him and I was like, "Hey, do you have any triple graphs that are like drilled and cut but not powdered yet?" He's like, "Yeah, can you send me three of them? Because I have powder set up here and everything." So I had him send it to me, and I I was talking to Jordan about it, and I was like, "Hey, wouldn't it be cool to make Jack a couple gifts for when we go down there to Nashville?" And what I ended up doing, um, was powdering them in-house and i did a blue one one of the ones i did for him was a blue triple graph to i essentially made it we made it for him (laughs) (laughs) representing (laughs) it's it's so it's the actual blue um i think it's a uh, this is where jordan would be i think it might be his actual like pantone color for cool for Jack White Solo, we got it from his, one of his old uh, employees. Nice. So we made that, and I said to Jordan, I was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool to take photos with these three that we're making and use the backdrop, the actual vinyl that I have here? So those are actual my actual vinyl records. Oh, so that, nice. This isn't a Love Photoshop this. we're looking at. It's like no. you, put the, you put that thing on some put records on and floor. took a picture. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> yeah. that's so sick. So it took a while to find the right lighting in, inside here, under shade, all that type of stuff. Like, I think yeah. at one point it was like I had like a cardboard tent outside <laughs> with Jordan, and there was uh-huh. a little little bit of like touch-up that he needed to do, but overall that's a full... 90 plus percent real picture. Love it. Very nice. little editing. Nice. So that so that was one of the ones that we wanted to do. We thought it'd be cool to make that. And while I was in that mode, I thought it'd be cool to do stuff for other projects. So the other one I did, I'm a huge raconteurs fan. So the other one we did was we did a copper based off the oh, <laughs> copper color from Broken Boy Soldier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that you did. The, so the star and stuff. Because Jack's very color centric, so yeah, yeah. Well, it's a whole think, identity, like it's a whole brand almost. You know? Oh, totally, yeah. So I, we thought it would be appropriate, like, oh, M- motherfucker's w- named after a color. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, so we thought it would be great to do that. So like, we saw them live, and and he was prototyping it when we saw him, like beta testing it. So we were like, oh, it'd be cool to do a raconteurs one as well. So we were like. Why the heck not? So same thing, lather, and repeat. The albums are also in chronological order of release. Love it. Um, mm-hmm. So that was just another thing and just to be involved with it. So Very we thought cool. that was really fun. Um, and I, we, this was the last one that we did. This one, when we gave it to him in Nashville, I said it was a little bit more symbolic because we don't expect the white stripes to get back together. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah. God damn it. They look so good. Like yeah. I saw you, you sent me this link earlier and I was like, oh no. Like <laughs> it's it's happening, right? <laughs> and um, yeah. they, they they look amazing. Like I love the I love it when pedal companies make um, different color options, whether it be for a store or just kind of one-off runs. It makes mm-hmm. it feel like a collectible, and I'm excited to see what else comes out. Like I have the 1981 in the Stranger Things edition, but if a cooler mm-hmm. one comes along someday, maybe I'll want to swap <laughs> it out, right? And like the, I was getting that feel from this. Like the, I think the red one is my favorite. I, I don't know. I'm really torn between the red and the blue. I, I think <laughs> I'm going awesome. with. I think I'm going with Doug. The blue is my favorite one. Even though I'm just so hard up on the racks, I love the blue one. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Yeah. Um, so actually, that that's a good segue to one of the questions we got in the okay. chat earlier. Um, I'll just like skip ahead to that one. You guys are. You are selling through CME now. You're at Chicago Music Exchange, which is mm-hmm. super rad. Um, shops like that occasionally get exclusive colors. Do you guys have any plans to do stuff like that? Whether for them or, or another store? We actually, right now, um, if you scroll through our Instagram feed, it's only been about a week or so. We sent them some gifts. We recently had a big order with them and we sent them some shirts. I'm on it guys. <laughs> and we, uh, and we sent them some custom flashlights with their logos on it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we sent, we made an orange flashlight with a CME logo font and Jordan actually turned the the silhouette of Illinois into a guitar headstock shape because it kind of is the headstock shape. So if you scroll through here, you can kind of see on the screen. Um, How far? Keep going a little bit more. Click the link in Discord. Mm-hmm. It's click not the gonna, link in Discord. Oh, It's not going to show you if you're not logged in, but I see okay, since click that link. It might bring you right to it. Right. Oh, here we go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That. Yeah. So it's actually the headstock. It's like of the guitar is the shape of Illinois. Jordan got really creative with it. Um, so we sent that to them and they actually like sent us an email back. They're like, what is up with this? Cause they got it. <laughs> and and they, I think they saw it online before they even got it. So we're in talks with them about doing um, a batch of those for them. Cool. So that would be like, I guess a, a segue into like, you know, us doing a exclusive a, thing with CME. In. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. And you guys also just launched the custom flashlight option for normal people, <laughs> right? For like, normies. For, for, <laughs> for us nerds. <laughs> for, for you normies. Yeah. 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 That's just kind of like a, a give back type thing Jordan wanted to do where like you could send in and submit your art and we would put it on a flashlight. That's so cool. You know, which we've custom done for some art. other companies. Oh, yeah. Great. It's the perfect product for that kind of thing too. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's the new, it's the new pens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> sure why not oh yeah so that yeah that's I mean that's what's gonna be going on with CME and they've been a great shop to have they've been cool giving us a lot of love so that's really exciting nice. um, yeah I love the video they put together um, the local shop here Manchester Music Mill is carrying you guys now which is great mm-hmm. um, we were just talking about that last week I think um, so what do we want to do now do you want to get into some more questions do you want to keep talking about um, the stuff in this Google Drive. You, you said you had a couple of uh, artists yeah. that were using oh, yeah. Triple Tell Graph me about now. Yeah. Um, before I mention those two, I guess I would also elaborate on the CME thing too. Again, talk sure. with Jack as the color guy. We don't do alternate colors for our stuff here. 
Like we like mm-hmm. you, you can't get a fox catcher in like green. Like we we just don't do that stuff. Like we we really are meticulous about like color stuff is relating to the product and like we we have the pick guard stuff you know like the strategy and the that, broadway that was about stuff what I was about to bring so up, yeah. okay we've got, that, point, we've got that for custom stuff we've got flashlights and things like that but like we don't do our production stuff if we were going to do something if you ever see something you might say someday you see a white fox catcher it's going to have like that orange copper color as like the knobs or the print or something like it's i kind of still think on back, brand yeah. yeah yeah we 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 specifically chose that stuff for a reason it's like have you ever seen a timeline in purple no like have you have you ever seen the l cap in red <laughs> yeah and yeah that's a good point like the brand identity is key um we were just sort of uh shooting the shit in the server about when, when this question about exclusive colors came in and i had this idea what would be rad is the the base like the 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 dual series lineup right fox catcher etc in flat black powder coat, but with a glossy, like the, all the lettering and the logo and stuff in the original color of the petal. So like Foxcatcher mm-hmm. would be that orangey, bronzy color, Polaris in the purple. That would be sick. Are, are you writing it down? Are you writing this down? <laughs> we we have talked about stuff like that. Like if that would we be, ever, that'd be cool. If we did limiteds, it would be something like that in that vein. You know, we've had people suggest stuff or like, hey, I do this type of printing or this type of um, art or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. can you guys, would you guys be down to this? I'd be like, okay, try your thing, but make sure it's like this orangey copper color. For yeah, fun. right. You got to like, keep that, that thread through everything. Something that yeah. ties, ties back into the original thing. Everyone in the chat is, is threatening you with so much money. About, yeah. about all this stuff. <laughs> just, just yeah. in case, just for, to note down for later, you don't have to do anything about it, but I'm just saying. Anyway. Anniversary yeah. edition. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, so, we, we, we've tried to want, we've like focused on trying to do that as well like hey it's this many year anniversary of this but also this last year has just been crazy it's yeah hard to hard to do but yeah big Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) it'll be fun i I will say i I have an idea for a limited like not limited like the yellow ones for third man but i do have an idea for something with third man that has a color that i'm going to propose them in a year or so awesome but um anyway so i want to get to the list of uh some fun notable people that have got the triple since um, yeah. it's been out. Um, so amongst that list, if, top of the list, Jack Black. <laughs> Wait a minute. So, That'll work. You're yeah. telling me that Jack White and Jack Black have one of these things? <laughs> <laughs> yep, they both have a gray one. So now, like, how does that work? Do you have Jack Black's mailing address <laughs> right there? a gray one. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, like, do you have Jack Black's mailing address? Is that how this works? Like, did he just order one and you sent it off like it's no big deal <laughs> maybe okay <laughs> Conti- moving on continue uh, okay so yeah so jack black's got one um uh the next one this person i don't think is a household name but i think his name is french so it's hard to pronounce it's steve it might be we met like it's o-u-i-m-e-t-t-e um jordan's had more correspondence with him but steve does the music for like the NFL like oh, cool. guitar hero, all that type of stuff. Like he's oh, yeah. like he's one of those like, like uh, Ubisoft music. Yeah, like huh. that that type of like you might not know his name, but like you've probably done something involved. He's done it. He's done it all. Awesome. That type of thing. So which is really cool. Um, next on the list, we've got two demoers, uh, Pete Thorne, which you guys may have seen Pete's yep. video that he yep. did. He's a great player, and Andy is, Martin. Yeah. Andy Martin's yep. got one Saw as well. His too. So both both great players, uh, great videos, 
Next on the list is Sky Van Hoff. He plays in a band called Rammstein, depending on how you pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Nice. So he, he, yep. Uh, So uh, I guess uh, industrial, right? They're kind of like an industrial band, right? Yeah, Yeah, it's the the uh, very heavy. Good way to put it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Um, Good way to put it. uh, Another notable one is, I think, at least this is, we did not send this to him directly, but I think Jack had mentioned sending it to him. Uh, Tom Morello has, of course, uh, allegedly well, has one. Sure. Again, I just assumed that. Yeah, yeah I, think we, I think we all did. <laughs> <laughs> I think when you're building them, you're like, set this one aside for Tom, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I think we came into the shop one day and one was missing in the line. It's with a note said, Tom took one. <laughs> uh, Very and, cool. Uh, the last one that we could think of on the fly, so apologies for anybody listening, was uh, Casey Crescenzo of The Deer Hunter has one as well. Awesome. Naturally. Nice. What I a guy. Tra- I traded some stuff. I uh, traded a thing for it for him. We've been talking on the reg, and hopefully we'll have a pedal together at some point. I just saw his guitar company launched a few models like in the last week or two. Yeah, I was I was going back and forth with him. He had he had me pick out some model finishes and stuff like that with him. It's been really fun. Yeah, to, they look great. We can talk really more cool. about that next time, I guess. But yeah, they, they look like some cool stuff and pretty affordable, which is great too. Totally. Yeah, that could be that could be a good note for uh, another show. For yeah. You guys. Note to self, uh. episode two hundred one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So do not take a break. That you know you said uh, you said a very funny thing. It's, apologies to everyone listening because you couldn't think of anybody else. Were you going to try to mention everybody that has one <laughs> out of the thousands that have been ordered? <laughs> <laughs> All the listeners, I mean, like, because I just wanted, in case you had a misconception about the tone control, uh, Jack Black is not a listener of the tone control. <laughs> well, well, at you least don't not know that, Justin. I suppose he's, I just know that if, I, I think that if Jack Black was listening, he would have told me. <laughs> Maybe uh, he's one of these, you know, nameless, faceless patrons that we never hear from. Maybe. <laughs> that won't send us their address. Won't send That's us why their you address. were trying to get Jack Black's address out of Alex. That's true, we're yeah. trying desperately to get him on the roll. Yeah, one of the names okay. on here is, is secretly says, parentheses, it's actually Jack Black. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, anyway. Anyways. That's a, that's a great roster. Yeah, that's it's it's great to see the reception. Obviously, there's other players and people in the industry that have it and it's been really cool to see um so we're super blown away by that i guess this would take us time-wise halfway through this year roughly would be summer nam which i think derek we had talked about our booth a little bit and Mm -hmm. we've had pictures online Mm -hmm. so for listeners um again you can see the stuff on like instagram if they're following at home or anything like that but for the Summer Nam show, Jordan had the idea of essentially turning it into like a history display for the thing. So yeah, this is what I heard about on Dipped in Tone, and, and yeah. Rhett was going on about how how awesome the the display was and like the the museum aspect of like the history mm-hmm. of the triple graph. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we did was we did kind of, we broke it into two like shadow boxes like kind of like you'd see on the wall for like a football jersey at like a sports bar right like that size but it was laying flat and i actually had to modify almost the entire thing so <laughs> it was kind of a headache there but it, <laughs> it it turned out really nice um and on one side we had the digital side of things and on the other shadow box we had the analog side of things or like the aesthetic and all that stuff and we essentially looked through everything we had from a piece of paper through an actual like 
like maybe original hardware through what it ended up being. So like a proof of concept from a drawing into like the first round, into the second round, into the third revision, into the final thing. And you get to see all of like the different pieces of the puzzle essentially come together. Like you'd see original artwork, then the modified one, and then what the final artwork would be. You'd see like the arm all straight of the original one that was plastic all the way up through what we had fabricated. And then like on the digital side, we had the original breadboard in there. We had the original dev boards. We had like pieces of code that we were working in. We had like audio path drawings and stuff like that. Like a whole entire museum essentially for the pedal, mm-hmm. which I think it might, it was definitely one of those things. Like I think some people maybe missed or didn't get, but the people that saw it, they really liked it, you know? Like like Rhett said on his show, he really appreciated that side of it. It's Absolutely. it's very cool. I mean, so many so much gear out there is just sort of out there, and people don't really think about how it came to be. Mm-hmm. So to have that story, which is such a great story, and there's there's a very clear narrative to it, to be able to display it is it's like the perfect case. So awesome, yeah. Yeah, so while we were down there, too, to segue into Nashville, because we seem to be there a lot now, um, while we were in Nashville, Jordan and I originally had the idea, and we proposed it to them. I'm going to upload a picture right now in the chat of a fun aerial that we took while we were down there. Jordan had his drone while we were in Nashville. So when we were getting ready to go down, we had proposed to Third Man. We were like, hey, we want to film a documentary about the Triple Graph, about like what the last four years was. For us, like for people in the shop, um, people that had helped the manufacturing side of things and all that, and like essentially make a full—I don't know how long it's going to be—but a full documentary like about a it. feature-length so thing, yeah, yeah. So we wrote up a proposal to Third Man, and we sent it in about what we were thinking. And we were like, "Hey, would Jack be down for this?" Um, and we heard back, and they were saying essentially for like I think the last year or so, Jack has been specifically not doing like much interview or by way of interviews. And he actually said he'd be down for this. So that was really cool. So Jordan and I were like, okay, cool. He said, yeah, we're going to be down there for about a week. So, you know, we're getting everything ready for the NAM show. Cause that's still going on. You know, Jordan's designing banners. We have to bring a rug down there. We've got to do all this traveling. And so we're get, also while we're doing it, we're building the friggin' things, you know? So <laughs> yeah, there's, right. there's, there's that aspect of it. So, they said, yeah, Jack wants to do it, so we're going to go down there. And Jordan and I were like, hey, let's go down there extra long so that we have a full, like, 10 days. So whenever Jack's schedule opens up, we can do it. We didn't hear back from them. We're getting ready to go down to NAM, And I, uh, it's, I think it's July 15th and 16th this year. And they were like, hey, Jack will give you two full days. We're like, oh, wow. He's oh, available. Let me, let me guess when. <laughs> yeah, he's available the 15th and 16th. Yeah. It's like, oh, damn it. <laughs> so we, we had to like live in two different worlds. So while we were down in Nashville, um, we set up the cameras and everything. And they were like, hey, we're pretty full down here, but you can set up in Jack's office. So we set up in Jack's office like the day before, got all the angles and everything. It's amazing how long it takes to essentially move a chair and two cameras and lights. Yeah. <laughs> to get yes. like the lighting and like the angles. And Jack's got so much cool stuff in his office too. So it's like, oh, man, this would be cool to have. Anyway, we get to set up in his office and we get to do NAM and I think we have to leave each day like a couple hours early and just run over to Third Man, which is literally like you can almost see it from the convention. Cool. So we go over there and we're starting to film there with them and that's that'll be like the heart of the documentary will be Jack's filming. Cool. And when can we expect that? Do you know yet? Sometime between now and my death. Okay. 
Good. Good. Looking <laughs> looking forward to it. <laughs> I, it's it's a awesome. cra- it's going to be a ridiculous. Jordan literally bought a camera to do this. Like awesome. we didn't have a camera and we kind of had to learn it. Yeah. Um, oh man. You know, it's a lot uh, of work, but I'm sure it's going to be great. Like I'm the minute you mentioned that to me, I was like, well, I know what I'm going to do. Like I'm immediately looking forward to it. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, we're wait. really we're really excited for it. We filmed a lot while we were down there. Uh, so in the chat, I'm going to be uploading some pictures that Jordan took while we were down there. Um, but yeah, we kind of just tried to go everywhere we could. And before giving Jack the gifts, what we did was we went around to like some historic places that we could find or places that looked really cool. Um, and we took pictures through like historic Nashville and got all of these because we were like, oh man, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to be giving Jack these gifts and we're not going to have them anymore. So we might as well take as many pictures as right, we can. Right. Awesome. So this is yeah, great, man. I'm going to upload a few of the ones that we took down there before Justin, they were gone. don't share those special ones. All right. <laughs> I was about to. <laughs> <laughs> this is some exclusive listener and fan Patreon-only shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so there's there's a question in here that I think we're, this is a, a good, okay place to insert this. Um that so someone asked, um, how has this collab changed business for you? And do you feel like you're better known as a company to non gearheads? So, and I'm going to kind of interpret that like, you know, this isn't the only pedal that you make. <laughs> and so, so, you know, uh, obviously triple graph was the big news over this past year, but there's been lots of awesome releases and these pedals are still as i've been cycling the website and stuff i'll go back to it now but they you know there's there's lots of great stuff here how how is that all like is the whole is the whole company coming up has or has the steering wheel really changed and now we're kind of doing this and how how do you feel about that it definitely helped like solidify the brand it helps solidify like more of a like a household type of name for us i think Mm -hmm. you know I guess having Jack's name and third man's name on anything doesn't hurt. Um, It's definitely helped solidify for us, like just that brand awareness and people like paying more attention, I think to us now, like Derek said, other than the people that are already on the train that are really nerdy. So that's been great. Like people that didn't know about us, know about us now. There are since going to Nashville, since having this release, we've had dealers domestically and internationally pick us up because of this. And then in, in turn also get our other stuff as well. Cause they like us right. as a company, not just, Hey, can I get that one that the guy that likes three does, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, but we have had those, which is fine because if, if that company buys a triple graph from third man, we supply it for third man. So it's a win, you know, it'd be nice if they oh, get sure. everything, yeah. but, but they win, we win. Um, yeah. so that's, that's, and that's like, kind of the way I've looked at it. It definitely is uh, one of our, um, one of our employees today was joking. Like we were talking about triple graph and they were like, it's the pedal that gave us a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So it, yeah, it's kind sure, of a cool, sure. cool way to look at it. Like we've got, we had more orders than we've ever had ever since Nam and, um, the release of it and people being excited about it and getting more of our stuff as well. And again, just, it really like put that notch in our belt and i think since reaching out to new dealers since having this it's such a great like like i'm I'm, I'm failing on the word to say but having this in our back pocket of like hey would you be we are interested in your store would you guys want to pick us up 
and having this as one of like your things, yeah, it's like helps. Yeah, oh, so so much. Like it's cool having our stuff. Like every time you have a new pedal, it helps solidify a brand, a form factor, an identity. So it's funny. It's like stuff. I still sometimes see the strategy or. Um, the is it Broadway? I was yeah Broadway. Broadway. Yeah. Uh, I was confused with broadcast. Um, yep. I see those on other feeds occasionally. Like I saw the strategy; it's on screen now. I saw it in in a Helix group that I follow, okay. and people were like, "Look at this thing!" And, and yeah. it was just that, that fo- the photos of it just float around the internet, and yeah. no one seems to believe that it's real. Right? The al- the allure of the strategy is almost like the internet owns its like essence yeah. of does it exist like yeah it's still and, going and i around. commented like guys like this is a really it's here i sent them the link I'm like this is it like you can buy one <laughs> it, well, it looks like what somebody would do if they were going to come up with a photoshop right yeah yeah i think i released that like six years ago or something Eric like is saying that. it comes up in the wampler facebook group every now and then and yeah yeah it's just sort of like oh yeah there's there's that thing like and, and that was to me like the first like i see it around oh i know the guy who makes those and now the triple graph is like that times a hundred. You know, it's yeah. yeah. Look at this thing that we have. Like it's like you as well, the ammunition for yeah. um, sort of um, street the, cred, I guess. The, right? the triple graph though has more documentation at face value of what yeah. it is, who makes it, where it is, that type of thing. Whereas totally. the strategy, other than like a logo and it looking like a historic piece of gear, like yeah. there's not much there. Um, Doug in the chat was saying, has it driven sales in other pedals? I'm assuming he's talking about triple. And it has, mm-hmm. like, because if a company sees stores. us, yeah, if a company sees us and picks up the whole line, plus they get some triple graphs, that helps everything, you know? And, and people, it's like, if they find out about our regular stuff, by means of another collaboration, that's still cool. And yeah. that's a that's a great thing. Um that's exactly what you want. Yeah. When it comes coming uh going back to just like they win, we win, um Third Man presented at the NAM show. They were right next to us at the, the the kind of the reason we went down there other than documentary rapport was like they asked us if we were going and we were like, it'd be fun to go and be like um Nam, like you know, next door neighbors and Nam, but third man Nam actually Nam, <laughs> some Nambers. Um, <laughs> so third man pulled in two Nam awards for the third man hardware side of things, which kind of like an, under the third man records right. uh, moniker. They picked up two awards. One was uh, got a stock it, which I think is kind of like it, it like, makes like sense, like must have, like kind of that type yeah. of thing. And they also okay. got an award for companies to watch. Which is cool, cool for a company's first ever outing, you know, whatever that means, take it for what it is. But it's cool to be acknowledged for a couple of things on your very first show. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And you guys are there supporting that. And your hardware is the one that's making them the one to watch. Yeah. We had the stuff right up front and center, or they, uh, we didn't do any of that. Like they did. And they put Triple Graph right up front and center. It's because, again, it's their newest piece. Um, well, and, and I mean, like it, it looks like it's from outer fucking space. Like it's, <laughs> you know, like you can't, you see it and I separate who makes it and who like is collaborating with it and stuff like that. It's a crazy looking piece of hardware. So like you, anybody who's into gear is going to want to know what this is. So on its own, it's eye catching. And then you're adding in like, oh, it's, it's Jack White. It's third man. It's Copperson. Like there's all this extra stuff on top, which is really, really sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, let's do another question. Uh, um, are there going to be any updates to existing pedals, like a version two? Are you working on any sort of like 
Foxcatcher V2 or, or any so circuit changes. In in Discord, they some so well, I can't remember if it was my idea or somebody else's idea, but the triple graph caused the version two of the um, oh the telegraph stutter uh, the telegraph stutter like essentially the the built out hardware the stronger hardware version is the telegraph going to get re released with its. You know, with the new hardware, with yeah. its new generation of switches, it's boot ready hardware. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that is definitely the plan. We strategically discontinued the Telegraph like right around the time, yep. right before it came out, just to help not confuse the market. And also, I think it was time for it to go away. Um, and we wanted to like usher in this new thing and like let dealers have at the last of them. I think we put out a thing saying, "Hey, we're going to discontinue it. Does anybody want any more?" And we unanticipated, and we got two hundred units on order for the <laughs> Telegraph because people love them. They're a great price point. It's a, it's a, right. it's a. It was kind of the thing that put us on the map. Yeah, and um, we made those. We sent them out to our dealers, and like this thing came out, and. Yeah, it's definitely with the hardware that we created, like locally, like that proprietary hardware, we're going to incorporate on a V2 um, using it with ideally at least one or two new features that weren't on the original one. Because the original Telegraph was just a kill switch or an anti-kill switch, however mm-hmm. you want to yeah. however you want to refer to it as like kill sound or make sound appear from nothing. So undead mm-hmm. sound. The yeah. undead, the undeadener. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we have we have plans what the other features are going to be. We're not sure of yet, but we definitely want to incorporate that hardware into it for cool. sure. You Love know that. and yeah, and also to go back to the question for your, from your listener, um, the V2 thing, we definitely, we're in works for stuff for V2. Um, I've been trying to like update all of our stuff, our current ones, v, V1s, like just give better updates on the circuit board side of things for all the builders in here because everything needs to be like really clean and turnkey for everybody and just get mm-hmm. for me better as a designer and a layout creator. Um, but we do have plans for V2. It's, I guess we're in a, a fortunate state where it's like, we have so many orders still coming in for the stuff we currently make that I'm never upset that I can't make a new thing because people want the yeah. thing that currently exists. Good problem to have. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and we also have, a, we also have um, plans for a new lineup of pedals as well. So oh. kind of like it won't be in the duet series form factor. It would be a different thing. And oh. we're running into three stooges syndrome where all of the things are trying to get through the door at once. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so all of these ideas, it's kind of a, it, it's like we work in a democracy here, but it also kind of unintentionally, the things across the finish line just happen to. So it's like, we'll have three things in the queue of like, oh, these are really close to getting done. Then all of a sudden, one day out of nowhere, hey, I got this thing done and the circuit board is done and the hardware is done and everything's done. Oh crap, that's the one. That's the one, and we didn't plan on that. Like, I thought yeah. we were going to yeah. do this first. Yeah. It's like, it, we're at the, you know that game where you like shoot the water pistol and the horse goes across the screen in a gallop? Yep. <laughs> it's all of those different ideas <laughs> about to come out. It's just, it's hard to pinpoint one. And also, again, we're so busy with building orders and dealers yeah. and stuff like that. We have a distributor in Japan that picked up 200 pedals and half of them were pickguard things. And those are like handmade, like fully. Mm, yeah. So it's like, again, I'm not mad at people wanting the stuff that we made that came out five years ago. They still want it, which is really cool. So continuing with the new pedals thing, I got this question twice, actually, and I guess the third time, if you're counting directly from me. 
Mm-hmm. You can just answer this in a in a simple yes or no, and we don't have to talk about it anymore. Will there be a copper sound delay pedal? Or you can go into it if you want. It's up to you. <laughs> this is your show. The answer I've... I'll go with the answer I go with for this question. There'll be a delay pedal when we're able to do it the way we want to do it. Okay. So that's about all I can give. You know, it's I. The other thing to elaborate on. So part two, <laughs> we've we we've always. I'm not going to answer this. Here's two parts, Derek. <laughs> I'm not going to answer. So, this. And let me tell you why. Part A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> part A of why I'm not answering this. Um. So we've often referred to. Generally, the two like we we think in here. Generally, again, this is all up open to interpretation and your ideas on it. Two of the hardest effects to do really well and properly in the way you'd want to do with features and stuff: clean octave, which somehow we just pulled off after four years, and really good delay with really yeah. good features. I think those are, in my opinion, two of the hardest effects in our industry to do. Maybe really, really good, good features compression. Is, is the key there because right, yeah. you could just make a delay pedal, but everybody just makes a delay pedal, and and what's going to make mm-hmm. yours special, and not just falling into the sea of other delay pedals is kind of the point. So yeah, okay, good answer. Yeah, <laughs> and, and here's the other thing. Remember we were saying like, uh, there's a lot of overdrive and stuff, and it's crowded at the bottom. But for like when it comes to like, uh, like stuff that's harder to make, like octaves and stuff there's almost nobody there there's more good tap tempo analog delay pedals than there are octave pedals that are clean i just got the mythos oracle tap tempo analog mm-hmm. bucket brigade delay mm-hmm. it kicks it's awesome i love it stay yeah, on the so board forever and like that, right to 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 fall into that space is like sure uh, <laughs> yeah what, what so, else does it have you know it's tough. Um, so right now I saw that just to answer Doug's thing, I think it was Doug or somebody mentioned we were talking about Nashville. Their first show they ever went to was the Ryman Auditorium. And part of our documentary actually is about the Ryman. Oh, Jack look at this. Had, yeah, yeah. Jack had performed like a three-day docu- three filming at the Ryman. And a couple days before it sent us the pedals, they were like, he was like, hey, these are the issues we're having. Can we fix this? We have a three-day stint at the Ryman. Well, fuck me. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, you know. Um, so, yeah. So part of our filming for the documentary is going to be talking about this. You can actually see Jordan here, anybody watching, um, that Jordan actually has the prototype that Jack Yeah, I was going to say, that doesn't look used. quite the same. Yeah. Nope. That one's like somebody copied the homework a little different. Yeah. Use your own words. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so that was one of the parts was like that, like that was a huge part of the story, like a 24 to 36 hour turnaround to get uh, working prototypes with updated hardware and stuff back, you know, to them for that, for that stint, you know, that's crazy. Yeah. So, um, just a sort of follow up question, I guess now that the triple graph is out and it's been a year and we're like, it's still, I know you guys are catching up on orders and it's still crazy, but like, this is the thing now. This is like the new, uh, the new normal. I hate that saying, but it's, it's like the, you know, this is the future of copper sound basically. Um, Mm. do you feel any expectation to come up with something even crazier than the triple graph? Um, like a delay, for example, (laughs) (laughs) A three octave delay. No. 
<laughs> um, uh, but I mean, like you must, like you kind of just answered this with the delay question, whereas like, <sighs> yeah, there's so much to do. It's hard to th- find time maybe to think of new crazy things, but I'm sure you also have a to-do list, you know, a wish list. Well, like I said, the whole three stooges joke, like we have so many ideas in the chamber. I don't, and again, it's objective, and I don't know if like anything's going to be better than a collaboration with my favorite artist, you know, of all time. Okay, yeah, good so point. That, that, that's a thing, but uh, again, it's the show is going to continue for us as our own entity. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of ideas. I wouldn't say any of the stuff that we're coming out with is, if you have to grade it on a curve of the curve of being the triple, I don't think anything we have in the pipeline necessarily is going to be as good as that. But at the same time, mm-hmm. if you don't care for Octave and we come out with a really cool preamp, arguably that's mm-hmm. a better product for you. Mm-hmm. So I think we have some really cool ideas that are different than are on the market. We have some that I think share a space in the market and we've got a new series of things. We've got some V2 ideas that I think are going to be really cool that are, and again, that's like, a somewhat small of a legacy, but a legacy that we've created. So having a V2 of our own thing is really cool as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm curious about like the V1 market then what happens then, right? <laughs> you see this yeah. all the time where like pre Gibson Mesa boogie, you know, <laughs> like that right. kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> like a V1 yeah. Polaris. Oh, this, is, this is the good one. <laughs> uh, yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah. But obviously we have ideas for V2 and we want to keep making our own thing. At the same time, like I said, we still have 1,500 triple graphs to make, and like that's yeah, kind of yeah. like... Let's get out from like, under that first. <laughs> that's our big client, and that's not really stopping. So it's, it's, it's... I think I said the other day in the shop, like if triple graph didn't happen over the last four years before it even came out, we probably would have had at least six new products. Mm, you know, but yeah. that... But here's the thing, and I won't, I won't say specific numbers, but to date, We've sold like 600 Fox Catchers, and that's like our biggest selling duet series. Kind of like it's kind of like the spokesperson for our lineup, right? And kind mm-hmm. of like yeah. the flagship, if you will. And I was on the phone with Jordan, and again, I won't say any numbers here, but we've pulled in more financially just from Triple Graph than we have over the last five years of Fox Catcher. You know, so you in have to take year. that into cons- yeah, you have to take that into consideration. It's like, and I don't want to be like, oh yeah, they're the cash cow type of thing but like well yeah this but that's thing not paid off this thing has paid off for having it be that yeah. Having, yeah. us having to take a back seat so to speak of being able to release as much as we would like to has paid off in the long yeah. game i mean between triple graph starting in 2016 and being released in 2020 we technically had polaris come out we had loma prieta we did the captain hook limited edition yeah. we did a ton of stuff still but again, that kind of got diminished by the amount of R&D we had for such an elaborate thing. So mm-hmm. I, guess, I guess if we're going to do a delay, we'll see you in 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's, well, that's great. Uh, I love to hear that. <laughs> you know, I, I thought this is, this is probably a, a dumb thing, but that's kind of my job on the show. Hi, everybody. I'm Justin. So, uh, King dumb thing, Justin. Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> When you make the V2, what I'm wondering is like from the perspective of a pedal builder, um, because of the, you know, we see these, we see all these pedals and it's, it's always the, the, 
the old version, right? The old version is sought after. So when you make your V2, do you know ahead of time which parts you're going to make worse so that your V1s <laughs> are more sought after? Or is that something that you just like mess up in the moment? Do you plan that? Yeah, I see know. how the spirit moves you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what should I fuck up in this? Because I really want to maintain the mystique. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm a big <laughs> proponent, Justin, of pre-planned obsolescence. So it's really easy for us. <laughs> awesome. Oh, wow. Well, in, wow. In, instead of adding the magic diodes, we just t- do the opposite of whatever that is. <laughs> <laughs> we just say they were there the whole time, even though they weren't. <laughs> exactly. That's uh, so great. That's great. Um, so I, I have another I, question. My other question was like, obviously, what are you working on? But I think we know the answer to that yeah. now. But um, <laughs> Uh, let's yeah. see. I, Go I've ahead. Got what were you going to well. say? I've, yeah. got one of, I've got two. This one kind of goes into what we're talking about. So this question was, Will you guys ever release the Fox only side of Foxcatcher as an individual pedal? Oh, interesting. Yeah, the, short, the gravity bomb. Exactly. Yeah. So I won't. Oh, I've said a lot of things so far that you could put together the pieces of, but the short answer is yes. Ooh. All right. All right. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, we're working <laughs> on something. It, like I said, it's it, the whole horse analogy with the water pistol. I like to think of it as when you're downloading 12 songs at the same time and they're all kind of downloading. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel like, oh, well, right now I've got this part done. I'm going to jump over and do this and then do that. Yeah. Because you know? people always talk about it. But also at the same time, to be honest, and I'm sure a lot of people are, whether they realize it or not, are guilty of it. We'll get people like, hey, if you guys ever did this, I'd be down for it. And then you do it, and fucking crickets come out of nowhere. They're nowhere to be found. <laughs> it's like, hey, dude, you said you – what's up? You said you wanted this. If we can do it, we can do it. Uh, let me Ooh, hit you back up. Yeah, I'll talk to you I later. Lying. I just wanted that's to see it on my Instagram. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. the difference between an unsolicited request and a pre-order. Exactly. Right. It's like, you yeah. know what? How about a non-refundable deposit and then tell me how much you want that? <laughs> yeah. Did you you want to take my uh my triple graph light, my triple graph mono from uh last episode? <laughs> <laughs> Unigraph, whatever we called it. <laughs> yeah. Monograph or Monograph. something like that. It it was yeah. a cool idea and you know people have asked us about that type of thing and I think it 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 kind of goes back to we've had this conversation Derek I think whether over the phone or in on a podcast about not confusing the market. Like yeah. I mentioned it with like the strategy. I do not want to hear of the conversation of which one do you have? Oh, I have the course. I have the phaser strategy. Cause people have asked like, Hey, can I get a two knob phaser in my strategy? It's like, we don't do that because we don't yeah. want to confuse the market of like, Hey, this one is a wah pedal and this one's a preamp and Oh, this Broadway is a treble booster. But the one I have is a flanger. Oh, but the one I have is like a two stage overdrive. Right. It's like, I didn't, I didn't want to just have it be a cool shell. And then you put whatever you want in. Outside of the fact of the infrastructure in here of having all those different circuit boards, mm-hmm. right? And you can do the cool thing with that pedal of of the finishes, right? That that's the variable on those. Like you can sure. customize it to match your guitar. Totally. So. I, we had a fun moment too when somebody was like, "Oh, the triple graph's so cool. If it had a fuzz in it, I down." It's like you can have a fuzz in it if you want in the middle loop. Yeah, you can have anything you want. Yeah. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> It's like I wanted I've got to be like great news. Yeah. It's like, hey, what's your favorite type of fuzz? Oh, I I really like tone benders. Awesome. It's got one in the loop. <laughs> as long as you have one. Yeah. yeah. If you really like them, you probably got one at home already. So Exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, um shall we move on to the the sillier of the question? Oh wait, no, I have one more serious question. 
Cool. I think I also, on my end, I have one more question, and then I just have a couple last photos for the group. Okay, so let me ask this first. Is there a recent piece of gear that has come out that has you really excited? Yeah, he's been talking. It's called the triple graph, Derek. What's the matter with you? <laughs> recent. <laughs> like, have you seen anything in the gear news lately where you're like, that's cool, right? So then, or, or do you, side question, do you even pay attention to gear news because you're so up to your eyeballs and in, <laughs> in all of this? Uh, it's tough. Uh, I, I guess a little of both. There's obviously a ton of guys in the shop and all of us are nerds. So people will be like, oh, did you see the new blah, blah, blah? And it's like, oh, that's really cool. And sometimes I'll keep up with it. But like, there are days on end where it's like my engagement with social medias is engaging back with people. Um, Mm-hmm. creating pictures and, and content and stuff like that where I'm not, I'm actually putting out more than I am downloading. You know, I'm not just sitting there scrolling. I'm not just looking mm-hmm. at stuff. If I'm on mm-hmm. there, it's to engage or to um, post our own things and like create our own content and stuff like that. So I, I, I rarely see stuff now. Um, I'm trying to think because, you know, we have obviously have a lot of friends and I can't remember, like, Going back to what you said with um, Casey's Cave and Canary guitars are really exciting. I really mm-hmm. do like those. I think those are going to be really cool. Again, it's just it's that's part of it is a little bit of a fanboy thing there. Um, yeah, I, I, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything Caroline releases, I'm excited to see. Caroline Guitar cool. Company. So, nice. but I, I can't say I have something specifically that struck a chord that I'm like, oh man. I'm really excited for that. I'm sure there is, and I'm just dropping it right now. Like you said, Derek, I feel like we're so up to our eyeballs of the stuff that we're making that I can't keep up with like the most right. recent news. Right. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's that's a perfectly legitimate answer. I mean, like I, I we do the show because we look at gear news all the time, and then we just talk about mm-hmm. it on the podcast. So, like w- as a builder, it's obviously it, you're looking at it from a completely different perspective. And yeah, I, I want to be involved and aware and up to date on what's going on in the community. I think that's a big aspect of it as well. And just trying to be like, what's going on in your community is an important thing. But at the same time, I always think like, you know, I could scroll and read online and look at like other companies things for like an hour, or I could put that hour into making my own thing and, and putting point. that out into the world. And like, you know, there's time for delay that. pedal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I could be in bed for like a half hour and I could be like, you know, I could just scroll through a feed right now or I could look up some suppliers and stuff and, hey, where can I get this for this? And, mm-hmm. and that's generally what I do. So yeah, it's a really fun hip party when I'm in bed. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> All right. Justin, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> My bell was a little out of reach. That's, that's going to be it. That's going to be it. Sometimes you just know. What did you say? I didn't write it down. I was, I was scrambling for the bell. It's a fun time when I'm it's in bed. Is that it's a real fun party when I'm it's in bed. It's a real fun party effect. when Alex is in bed. <laughs> okay. We have a lot of titles this week, folks, so hold on to your butts for later. Okay. On to the silly questions. Oh, wait. Did okay. you have one more, Alex? I can't remember. You, I, I had, I'm all over the place. <laughs> you had more I pictures had, to share. I had one more question and just a couple pictures for the listeners as okay. well. Um, so a couple other documentary pictures. Um, Jordan was able to get some screen grabs for, for stuff for the documentary. Um, one of this next one I'm uploading is taken from the diner, downtown Nashville. There he is with, with Nashville in the background. <laughs> that w- that was on like a ledge, like a corner ledge where like splat, if you go over the edge. <laughs> Whoa. And I, he, here's a quick story for that. And Jordan's going to be, I think remiss might be the word if we don't talk about it. And 
Anyway, when we were filming that, that was actually during it being clear. The first day we went to film, we had torrential downpour. Oh, no. And Jordan's camera in, like, backup hard drive has all of Jack's documentary interview that we filmed at Third Man in his office. And we had, like, a bag and a trash bag and stuff, and we're stuck downstairs in, like, the walkway and, like, literally, like, waiting for Monsoon. At one point, let's just say at the end of the day, I had newspapers in my shoes to dry them out oh, in the hotel. God. Oh, no. So that, that was a ridiculous, ridiculous day. But we were able to get a ton of footage through drone and on foot and different camera footage. At one point, we actually went to the Nashville Electric Company, which is outside of like, it's like in the outskirts of Nashville. Nashville's a huge fucking city. Mm-hmm. Um, it's out in the outskirts. It's actually the location where Jack filmed or did the pictures for the Blunderbuss album from 2012. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we actually found that based off the artwork on the back of the vinyl. And we went there and we filmed a segment for Third Man there. We filmed some pictures there. Really cool, like old building that's got these wires and everything in the background. If you look at the picture, I don't know if you guys can blow it up on your end, but if you look at this one that I just posted. This one here. Yep. The one with Jordan and me. Yep. If you look yep. above Jordan's head, you can see kind of like the power lines and stuff. Yep. Yep. I don't know what they're called. They kind of look like the thing that make the squirrel not go to the bird feeder. <laughs> yeah. But there's three blue ones there, and we don't know the, why. We're wondering if it's because of Jack. Yeah. yeah. So we're wondering <laughs> if because since Jack did a picture cover there and everything, like if somebody in the chat looks up the Blunderbuss album, like the back cover of it, you can see Jack in front of the National Electric Service. Huh. Um, hmm. it's just, so, it's just so weird. It, Jordan pulled me in the office the other day. He was like, Hey, remember this place? <laughs> I was like, yeah, we never Justin, noticed zoom this. back in on that for a second. Yeah. Can we talk about Jordan's arms? <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> He's blowing out of that shirt. Dude's freaking shredded. <laughs> it's all anyway. the pedals, man. Yeah, it's, it's just lifting triple graphs all day. <laughs> he said, those are stainless steel. Yeah, yeah right? So, yep. I mean, if we want to know the answer to this, my dad is an electrician. I can call him and be like, why are these blue? Yeah, why probably are be like, the, I don't know, some those, weirdo uh... who plays guitar probably <laughs> put them up there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> those are non-standard. Yeah. <laughs> your, your dad gets on the phone. He's like, can you send me a picture? Okay, I got in the picture. Oh, those are for Jack White. Yeah, we all know. (laughs) (laughs) Memo went out amongst all electricians. We all know. (laughs) And uh, dude, this this blue triple graph is out of control. Cool, like this is the one I can't show. Yeah, the one Justin can't show. And the get in Discord, folks. Come go scroll up. (laughs) At some at some point, we will. Uh, have them, I'm sure, online. We got a picture of Jack holding all of them in a chair in his office, like oh, a kid yeah. at Christmas. <laughs> so at some point, we'll try to get that. I think Olivia Jean has the picture. I want to get it from her, but um, it's going to be sick. really cool to have. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's a little bit of uh, what's been going on over the last 12 months since Triple Graphs come out. The last thing I touched base on a little bit, in September, Third Man opened their London location which is really cool. They've been working on that for a while and they Great. designed a storefront and a live room. Jack performed with a triple graph with this, um, with this three piece on the roof in oh, London, cool. which was, <laughs> yeah, which was really cool. So, uh, I think he had, he had the blue one for that actually. And Ooh. some people on the internet and Reddit and stuff saw it because they're, they're friggin' vultures they're friggin'. with a magnifying <laughs> glass. Yep. You would be too. 
Yep. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, hey man, congrats on the on the last year. That it's it's been awesome to watch, like from this end. And every time there's like some post or some like a sighting of a triple graph, I'm like, oh, I know that guy. Like I could just text him now. That feels so cool. <laughs> but yeah, this has been this has been a lot of fun. Um, let's let's get into the silly questions that I think mostly came from Brian at the Tone Jerks. <laughs> <laughs> What a jerk. Uh, actually, the, the, one, the first one that I want to get into is um, from Andrew, who's a, a Tone Jerk fan and a Tone Control fan. Um, can you just introduce us all to Jack White and be like, can we get him on? Just dial him in? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I have to go through Jack Black for that. <laughs> okay, well, Jack Black's uh, not allowed on the show after what happened last time. Right. Oh, no. Okay. Um, let's see. I, I rearranged the questions and I did it in a bad way. Um, I guess there's only the one tone jerks, bang, Mary kill Brian, Kyle and Johnny two guns, which we talked about briefly before Justin joined, but just for the record, <laughs> I came up with that question too, Brian, by the way, but he just but loves so it. Like, I just want to explain to everybody the, the funny thing that happened here. Um, we posted on Instagram, like, hey, we're recording with Copper Sound. Send in your questions. <laughs> the Tone Jerks sends in two questions, and then Brian sends in one question. Brian of the Tone Jerks. So he changed accounts. <laughs> He's just, hold on a minute. I'll be yeah. back. Switches he changed Instagram accounts, and that comes in and asks. So he, he was one that asked about the Copper Sound delay. Um, but yeah, bang, Mary kill. Brian, Kyle, or Johnny Two Guns? The, the hard-hitting questions. Doug, Doug says Bang Kyle is a gimme. That's what I said. At, <laughs> that's what I said before the show. Bang Kyle is a gimme. And I like I said, I think Johnny would be the most okay with him being the the kill. Because he just got he's just so laid back. Wait, they're but okay with it? I think they're okay with it. I think he's just that in it for the greater good. And but then I think somebody mentioned, do I want to live with Brian Gower forever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Doug, before we started recording, which is a contender for the title, by the way. Do I really want to spend the rest of my life with Brian Gower? <laughs> okay, I'm going, I'm going, I'm gonna go bang Johnny, kill Brian, marry Kyle. Oh, Brian. Brian. Thanks for the question, Brian. Now we know. Brian's? Wait, so were there, was there three questions or did you just span that over three accounts uh, well, to get know, that he question? Said, let's see. Well, one of them was the delay question. Then there was the bang, oh, okay. kill. And then he Some said, real, um, I'm supposed to say what up, what up, what up, asking the whole room what up. So what up room, I guess. I don't know. I don't understand Brian sometimes. I'm going to be honest. Brian, I know you're hearing this. Yeah, it's confusing just, to me. Just sometimes notch the California back one or two notches, just so that we <laughs> yeah, can understand at all what you're saying. Yeah, remember that I am from New England. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying to me. <laughs> okay, what else? I think that's kind of that. That we've covered all the questions. We've covered the history of the triple graph in the the last year. Yeah. So, is there anything you want to like send us off with for uh, episode one ninety nine, Alex? Where can people buy a triple graph today? So third man store is like the main place um, that people can get them. We also it's now right friggin here at yeah, you, pedals.com. Yeah. So the copper sound website 
the product's website will actually lead you right to the checkout, I think, for uh, Third Man Store because they're sold directly through Third Man. We don't sell them. There are a couple oh, okay. people, though, as well that will sell them. We have a few um, here in uh, the U.S. So we've got uh, Martell Music Store. We have Guitar Pedal Shop. We also have Boston Guitar. And we have Eastside Music in Nashville has them. Matt's they're, Music? Like, Matt's Music has them. There's a ton of others. These are the ones that had the largest stock. So if you go on our website okay. to buy one from these guys, these guys had like upwards of 50 on order. Wow. So we, we have a pre-order yeah. thing set up with one of their um, distribution um, workers. So we'll hit up uh, Cam at Third Man, and essentially he'll compile a list that we share of like, hey, during our this next batch, this many go to each person. So... He'll do the distribution side of things. So there's plenty of other dealers like in this country and other countries. You can also get them at Third Man Cast Corridor, which is in, which is a section of Detroit. Um, and there's plenty of other ones that we're working on right now in like Germany, France, the UK. Um, I think at some point Chicago Music Exchange will, is on the is on the list for the next batch. Um, yeah, I think I saw it on their website. <clears throat> Yeah, so so we have a, we have a ton in the pipeline for this next release, which we're hoping is maybe in a month or so, like a next batch, because they have fifteen hundred on order. But we have to essentially figure out what we're going to allocate to between retail and distribution. Um, but you know, people can just follow us online, follow them. We try to be very um, helpful if we can for like email blasts, updates, stuff like that. You know, um, and essentially, you can find them in most places. It's Less scarce than it was at the beginning when they were on eBay for one <laughs> kidney. <laughs> awesome. Well, cool, so man. We've, um, yeah, thanks a lot. Uh, we've been ending the show lately f- with these uh, suggestions of the week, which are random stuff that aren't necessarily guitar related. And I'm saying that in case you want to come up with one in the time it takes us to go over ours. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. and so, so thought I would jump in real quickly. Derek. Is yeah. it time for suggestions of the week? It is. All right. I haven't played any music stabs this time, um, oh, just because of the right. nature of the show. So, all right. That's the loaf from Big Ear. <laughs> the loaf. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna write that in here now so I don't forget what I played. Um, anyway, so your, um, your suggestion of the week. My suggestion of the week is guitar related, music related. Uh, reverb.com just introduced what they're calling the collections feature, a collections page. Um, is so there a on, site for this that you want to link to or? No, cause it's part of your individual reverb account. Oh, no wonder so, I couldn't find it. Yeah. So what you do is when you, uh, buy something on reverb, because I just bought this fuzz pedal the other day that'll be here tomorrow. It yeah. said, would you like to add this to your collection? And I was like, what is that? Sure. Click. And so what you can do now is add your gear collection to reverb stuff that you've bought via reverb or elsewhere. So, it, so it's like you as a public figure sort of, uh, I think it's private. Like to my account, oh. but what it does is it tracks the value of your collection based on reverb <laughs> sales and and metrics. Oh, so it okay. tells you right. So you you I load see the up game now. <laughs> yeah, you load up everything you have, and it tells you your collection is worth you know between this dollar amount and this dollar amount, and that fluctuates based on 
what reverb is selling that gear for. And you can go in and be like, well, I have a Vox AC30. And then like, well, which one? Because there's a million of them, right? So you'd choose like the year range and then if it's a special color and then if it's got special speakers and you, you narrow it down. And you can say how much you paid for it, which it uses to factor in the value. And it'll tell you if it's gone up in value or down since you've purchased it. And then if you mm-hmm. want to sell anything in your collection, you just click sell this item and it populates a post for you and you can just easily publish from there. So they're encouraging wow. you to like maintain your gear collection on this, you know, reverb.com collections page with photos and like descriptions and what makes your gear unique? What makes this version of the pedal that you have special? It's like I have the Santa Fe edition Walrus Audio wow. Ages, right? So you could put that in there and be like the thing that makes this one special is it's the Santa Fe one. Or if you had the original KTR, oh, it's got the original diodes, right? And yeah. you could do all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then if you're like, oh. This is like um, an epic data grab. Like oh, this yeah. is this <laughs> yeah. is a sniper shot in in Web 3.0 or whatever we're in right now. I can't yeah. believe what I'm hearing right now. Yeah. I mean, I it's, can, but I can't. Right. And so, of course, I'm there like, oh, I'll add my stuff. I wonder how much my collection's worth, which is the last information you want to know. <laughs> well, th- I was about to say this is going to lead to to spousal sabotage. That or just like, oh, I could sell this, but then like, oh, yeah. I've got the money to buy that, right? It, it it helps with the gear turnover, right? Which is what Reverb wants, yeah, of course. So right. exactly, it's it's really clever to to plug stuff in, not to sell it, but to just see, oh, this is worth a little more than I thought, or this is worth way That's less than want, I thought, <laughs> you know. So it's a cool thing, and it's kind of they'll, they'll total your whole collection, and you're like your collection's worth like five digits, right? And that's a little alarming. So, so maybe <laughs> maybe do that, or maybe don't. It's up to you. Fifty dollars. <laughs> your your rig is worth fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Great job. Fifty dollars. So, uh, but you can take a look at it and see because Reverb also has these buyers guides that they've had for many many years, or you can say like I'm trying to sell uh, a KTR. And you can see the last, you know, 12 months or or maybe longer, I'm not sure, of like the price fluctuations of that thing. And you can see if it's a high time or a low time and what the average asking price and sell prices are and all that stuff. And so this wow. is sort of folded into that. But yeah, you're right. It is a, a well, clear data thing. sharing the information. Yeah. Just keeping yeah. it all to themselves. Yeah. And I think it also, because wow. I, I was making an offer on a pedal and now the offer page is a little bit different. It says like we recommend this offer because that's X percent off the top and like plus shipping, this, that. So they're they're really dialing in. I think this is the stuff that came from the Etsy acquisition all those years ago now. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh boy. So anyway, right, cool. that's it. I think it's a cool thing. I I mean, it's I've always kind of wondered, like, I know how much I've spent on gear, right? But I don't know what my gear is worth. And yeah. That's a different thing. It's also really hard when you have like three guitars that are just parts casters. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. You can't really put put those in. <laughs> Market forces and all that. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so I wrote down something this week. Quirkle. What'd you call this me? This is a, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is a tabletop game um, that we got recently. I don't remember how we got it. But it is simple and complicated at the same time. Um, my daughter can play it with us, uh, but it is still interesting to adults. 
Okay. And we've been playing it a lot. My mom. That's a really fine line get of games. Of it. It, it is it is the kind of thing that was complex enough that my mom was getting her ass handed to her, but she also <laughs> couldn't stop, and she just kept coming back and kept doing better and better, climbing that ladder. Um, okay, so so what's going on here is it's basically it's a sack of little tiles, and there are six different symbols, six shapes, and six colors, and there's three of every tile, right? So there's three of every color circle. Okay. Et cetera, right? On throughout. And and basically you you make uh the you 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 place tiles out into a sort of a scrabble like pattern where everything has to either match the color or match the symbol. Kind of like um a tiled version of Uno, maybe. You're matching color or number. Oh, okay. I can yeah, right, right. You're 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 matching either or and sort of playing on what's there, and then you get points for you get points for the lines you play in. So not necessarily okay. like you could sometimes oh, okay. play okay. one, but if you're playing you're playing the fifth in a line, you get five points. Cut it. Okay. And so then you just build up and your scores just accumulate until all of them are um all the tiles are used and and then you get you get the super bonus for being the sixth you get a quirkle if you get all six Ooh. colors or all six of a symbol or you know what i mean um in in a row so basically all six symbols or all six colors in any particular line uh and uh, end up with some pretty wild looking boards so that i mean that's it it's like it's literally that simple i don't know why i'm scrolling around on this page um that's cool. Show a better picture. Like, yeah, this is like how it okay. might come out looking when you're when you're kind of done with so it. So it right? has a little bit of that plan ahead. Yeah, and and yeah. you'll end up with these spaces that can't be played in because oh shoot, well you can't put like you can't put any more squares in that row because it's going to touch something that it can't touch uh, no matter what, right? And so you end up building out and and um, you can exchange their tiles if you want to, just like in Scrabble. And so so anyway, it's hmm. super replayable. Uh, my daughter can play it. She's six. Um, she also loves to get out the tiles and like she makes up stories with them. They take on personalities. <laughs> I think being six is a superpower. Uh, <laughs> but like things just have per- like they're talking to each other and I'm in the other room and she's in there like like there's like a whole anyway. It's fun. Um, what is this? It can't be expensive. What's this? Uh, for? Let's see. They don't show me on board Geek, Geek do they? Corkle. Anyway. Um, from Amazon, it's 25 bucks. Yeah, there you go. Tons of fun. Target, also 25 bucks if you don't want to pay Jeff Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> Eric says 400 Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about games, not pedals. Yeah. So, um, um, all right. Alex, Corkle, game time decision. Do you have a suggestion of the week? Is um, it the triple graph? <laughs> <laughs> It's a little known pedal from last year. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I, I didn't prepare anything. And the first thing that came to mind was, I guess, something that I'm, I really am enjoying right now is the new Angels and Airwaves record. Ah, so that's kind of my, that would be my suggestion. It's on pace for my favorite record of the year. Um, oh, wow. Very on enjoyable. Pace. Pretty, pretty, pretty dancey. Pretty fun. It's got Elon Rubin on drums. Cool. And uh, yeah, I'm just really, I, I don't think I've had a record that I can remember in the last years, like of listening to music that I've found myself listening to four or five times a day, hmm. Whoa, which, yeah. which is, which is kind of, it just, it's cool. Usually when I'm listening to a new record, I'll listen to it, then I'll listen to it the next day 
you know, let's do it a few, few times and then I'll put it away for a little bit and come back. But this one, I'm like spinning it as soon as it's over and really enjoying it. My buddy of mine actually had an extra ticket, so I'll be seeing them Wednesday. So oh, sick. That's uh, that's Very my bad. little suggestion. A good suggestion. Thanks, Thank ah, you. This is a fun one. Hey, should we? Um... Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should. Uh, yeah, so uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Tone Control or watching on YouTube or whatever it is that you've been doing. Uh, thanks, Alex, for joining us in this square right here. And um, w- thanks for the hey, thanks for the great test run on three camera tone control because yeah. I've never done this before, and turns out my computer can basically handle it. So uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, so if you're not a member of Discord. What the fuck's the matter with you? You're fucking up. You're fucking up. <laughs> Come on to Discord. Uh, it's totally free. You can find us at discord.io slash tone control. That's a quick link right there for you and you'll get in there and it's totally free and awesome. Um, if you want to become a supporter of the show, you can see us on patreon.com slash the tone control. And there you can become a supporter. And for just a dollar a month, we can hook you up with ever, our ever loving thanks. What? Oh, God, he did it again. Okay, okay, okay. If you want to support the show for two or more dollars per month, you will become a super-duper special role in Discord called The Royal (laughs) Wii, which gets you access to the secret channel where Alex shared all of his super-secret photos, and uh, you get to join and listen in live on the show and uh, heckle us and and put butts in the chat and stuff like that. Uh, Our supporters this (laughs) week... This episode includes. Hold on, I'm kind of losing it here. I can do it. (laughs) Okay, I was making sure. Oh, oh, Derek's helping me out. Yeah, I got you. Uh, Carson Ricketts, Nick Greenwood, Timmy S, Matthew Fenslaw, Rice Wolf, Jamie Evans, Jeffrey Wright, Doug King, Doug Gann, Righteous Ryan Johnson, Steve Huffman, Jonas Sabatini. That's the one I screw up, of course. Cindy Clawford, Andrew Walsh from Andrew's Alcove, OG friend of the show, Brian Rizzi, Doug Christ of 37 Effects, Sean Wright of Lollygagger Effects, Brian Gower and Kyle McIntyre of the Tone Jerks podcast. Thank you all ever so much for supporting the Tone Control. Yes, yes. And um, if you're not following uh, Copper Sound on Instagram and everywhere else, go fix that. They're a good follow. They have all kinds of cool posts and cool gear, and you should buy all of it. You should. (laughs) You should, you should. You should, and, you should. Um, also, we you have been putting it at the start of the show and we forgot for some reason, but episode 200, which is next episode, two weeks from now, uh, we will be recording in the open channel in Discord. So all Discord members, not Patreon required, will be open to joining us. We have a special guest plan for that episode as well. Uh, it's going to be episode 200. It's going to be fun. Please come and check it out and find out what you've been missing uh, if you're not a Patreon supporter, that's going to be um, next. Do you know the date? It <laughs> is October 28th. And listen up, guys. That's Thursday, the day before October my birthday. 28th. Okay. October 28th is the day before my birthday. So you better so, be there. Like, this, do this better, for me. Okay. This is going to be a lot of fun. It. We're going to probably be, hopefully be announcing the guest uh, in the next few days. So, um, yeah. Keep your ears peeled. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, Alex. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you you later. Bye.